welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. And on today's call, <laughs> we're going to teach distress deserves a fresh look. You're going to find this interesting. Somebody asked me once how many Bibles I have. I smiled and said, I don't want to know. Truthfully, I don't really know, but it's over 20. And that's before we bought the bookstore. I even have one Bible that has 26 translations in it. Technologies change things. But I do prefer my primary Bible reading, studying, and meditating through BibleGateway.com. BibleGateway.com which allows me to read one or several verses in five different translations at one time. If it's a verse I'm studying, I'll actually look it up in five to 13 different translations, depending on whether or not it's a devotional reading or something that I'm writing. As you read and meditate, the Holy Spirit will always reveal things to you. John 14, 26, 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I said to you. And reading the Word, have you ever noticed how you can read a passage one day and the Holy Spirit will reveal certain rich thoughts nuggets to you? And yet you can read that passage again the next day and the Holy Spirit will highlight spiritually other rich thoughts nuggets. That's what's happened. Well, it happened to me. As I read Psalm 118, 5 and 6. 118, 5 and 6, New International Version, which says, Out of my distress, I call upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free and in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Glory, hallelujah. Mm, amen. According to Dictionary Com, <clears throat> the word distress is defined as great pain, anxiety, sorrow, acute discipline or mental suffering, affliction, trouble, a state of extreme necessity or misfortune. Does that definition of distress describe where you are at the moment? If so, you got to know it's only temporary. God didn't bring us this far to leave us in, dis in disarray or distress. The best way out of distress is as the verse says, I called upon the Lord when facing adversity, you only need to make one call. You never get a busy signal, a voicemail, or no answer. Or a no answer. Think answer. of that. You know, because the scripture says we call, and when we call, he'll answer us. Amen. Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3, classic Amplified Bible. My mother-in-law introduced me to this when I first became a Christian, she said, this is God's phone number. <laughs> Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of, and understand. Boy, how many times I've used that. Yes. <clears throat> As the Lord answers your prayers, you will feel the blinders come off, the shackles fall down, the spiritual freedom cover from head to toe. 
And here's another rich thought. The Lord will be on, always be on your side. Hallelujah. As, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As a scripture says, if God is for you, who can be against you? That's right. Mm, that's a great rich thought. With the confidence that God is going to, you know, put inside you, there's not a reason to be fearful of anybody or anything. All of this begins to happen when we begin and keep on doing, calling upon the Lord. When we pray, God will answer us unless something's happened to those windows that may have closed in over our lives. The thing is, if we know we have unforgiveness, it can close the windows of heaven. If we're not tithing, that can close the windows of heaven. If we're not giving offerings, it closes the windows of heaven. If we're just a carnal Christian, which I know nobody listening to this call is, one foot in the word and one foot in the world, it closes and makes difficult your walk and closes the windows of heaven. We also run into people I've called convenient Christians. They only seek God when they need something. And if, you're, if not, you know what? Those windows are closed. Yes, they are. We need to examine our hearts, ask God to remove any and all of the impurities of thought, word, action that are taking place. If we know something's wrong, we get rid of it. If you ask, you know, God to empty sin out of your life, then don't stay in touch. That's ask good. God to forgive you of all your unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. If your heart is right before God when you pray, He's going to answer your prayers. Mark 11, 24, 11, 24 says, Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and ye shall have them. When we pray, he will answer us. He will deliver us and set us free from the attacks of the enemy. You know why? Because he's already set us free. We're just enforcing what it is God's already said he's done. But it gets better because the Lord is with us in the midst of every battle. The Lord is with us. His presence will turn the tide in every skirmish we encounter. With God on our side, our victory is at hand. Glory. This is where we got what we said, Romans 8.31, 8.31. What shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Armed with the scriptural knowledge that God is on our side and that he will set us free, we can truly say, as the verse admonishes, I will not be afraid. But you must understand, you cannot coexist with sin. Neither can fear and faith live in the same house. The way you think, speak, and act will either reflect fear or faith, but not both. Scripture says a house divided against itself Cannot stand. James 1, verses 6 and 7. James 1, 6 and 7, classic amplified. Only must be in faith that he asks, but no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea, is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly let no such person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for. From the Lord. Again, fear and faith 
cannot live in the same house, lest it collapse. Psalm 118, 118 should give us a great and lasting confidence, regardless of the problems, situations, or circumstances we're facing. Do you need encouragement? Then make this confession. Lord, when I pray with a pure heart, I know you hear me and answer my prayers. Lord, I know you'll set me free because you're with me. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. I will not be afraid of anything or anyone since they can't hurt me. Because if God is for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. That's so good. Amen. I like the way Psalm 118, 4 and 5 reads in the Message Bible. Psalms 118, 4 and 5 Message Bible. Push to the wall, I called to the Lord from the wide open spaces. He answered, God's down my side and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? I remember a time when we had so much debt, things were overwhelming. But it seemed that our creditors met somewhere and carpool come into our house. In a time of prayer, I came to a revelation. The creditors and our enemies at the time could not repossess my wife and children. They couldn't eat me because cannibalism is illegal. So I came to the conclusion that they couldn't do anything to me Really, as long as the Heavenly Father was on the throne. As you're hearing our voices, look out your window. If you don't see God's throne, believe us, He's still on it. And His word and promises are still in full effect. There's only one absolute truth in the universe. That's it. Without question, the word of God should be the only confidence you need. Psalm 118.6, 118.6, Contemporary English Version. It says, The Lord is on my side, and I'm not afraid. What can others do to me? That's a good translation. Yes, it is. And another last thing. We want you to read Psalm 118 in three different versions. Actually, we'll, we'll read them for you. And you can personalize this. Make it real in your life. The New, the New International Version of Psalm 118.6 says, In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and he answered me by setting me free. Glory. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? That's a really super good one to do. In Jonathan's anguish, he cried to the Lord, and he answered by setting Jonathan free. Yes. The Lord is with Jonathan. He will not be afraid. What can man do to Jonathan? And there's other ways, verses to do it. Yeah, um, for, for instance, honey. Yeah. In, in Brenda's name, and in, in Brenda's anguish, I should say, she cried to the Lord and he answered by setting her name free. The Lord is with your name. He, she, will not be afraid. What can man do to and you put your name. That's it. And that's how you fill in the blanks. You know, after you put your name in this scripture, commit it to memory and get it deep down in your subconscious mind so that it becomes engrafted in your spirit. And then that word, which is alive, will strengthen you as you travel over the potholes placed in the highway of life. How about that? Because that's what God can do for us. 
it's really important that you personalize these verses. Yeah, that's right. And make them real to you, in, to you mm-hmm. and in your life. Hallelujah. Well, until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.